I think it's a really interesting misconception that people have around pregnancy tests is that it's a one and done sort of situation. And the truth is, as these forms of birth control become more and more popular, as women wait longer and longer to have babies and fertility starts to decline, being able to actually take pregnancy tests regularly is so important for women's wellness in general. Welcome to the HGW Podcast. We're your hosts, Zoe Sakutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind-the-scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness. Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise and bring you information you can actually use. No shaming, no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey. Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend. Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Good morning. Good morning. Is it morning? It's actually noon. It's midday. Morning has broken into midday. Um, so Erica. Yep. We had a really nice conversation with very two lovely founder ladies who kind of reminded me of... Uh, Another set of founder Did ladies they? that I know. I thought that too. A little bit. Yeah. They had like this sort of yin and yang quality. I think they really complimented each other nicely. I thought... They were young. Yeah. Remember that? We were referring to Cynthia and Jamie, who are the co-founders of Sticks, which is a very cool new uh, concept that is designed to basically make the experience of taking a pregnancy test a little more comfortable, a little less shamey. And yeah, and then it's going to go from there. But yeah, I thought that they, I, I got the same vibe. I felt like they really complimented each other. They were super like respectful of, also we had a little bit of a, you know, microphone, a, a battle for the mic, shall we say? Yeah, we made them fight for it. Um, uh, but they were, yeah, I liked, I liked that they kind of like riffed off of each other. And I don't know. Yeah, I did see some of us in them. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You guys have a listen and let us know if there's any similarity. But yeah, they're doing a great job. They're uh, they're creating, I think, what is going to be a larger platform that is sort of changing the way that ladies interact with their feminine hygiene products yeah. and family planning Which is products. Like long overdue. It's I mean, it's just it's like primitive. Like the way, yeah. I I saw actually. I meant to tell you this before. I saw this this little news segment on these girls in high school in the Bronx who started a podcast and it's called Shh Periods. And it's literally a group of like three or four high school girls. Who, yes, I've you heard saw about that. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so impressed with their kind of like, just, you know, desire to really mainstream this conversation. Even I think they're in like 10th and 11th grade. Yeah. Um, and it, really it, just to like take yeah. the stigma and the shame out of something that is 100% natural, 100% right. normal. And happens to the vast majority of us 
every month. Every month. <laughs> happens to approximately 50% of the could population. Could you imagine tiptoeing around something that happens to you every single month for like five days? But so many people I, do. So... It's just so silly. So, I mean, kudos to those girls and kudos to the Sticks ladies because I think that, again, we're really just trying to normalize a conversation that for some reason is not normalized, which is insane. Like, you should have the right to know whether or not you're pregnant and take that test in a completely comfortable way and not have to worry about, like, I don't know, bumping into a relative at the pharmacy while you're buying it, for example. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) So yeah, let's let them tell the story because I think they tell it well. Hello and welcome. We have the founders of Sticks, which is a very cool new concept that we are excited to dive into. We have Jamie Norwood and Cynthia Plotch. And thank you for joining us at the HGW podcast. Thanks so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. We are excited to hear all about this. I loved the initial kind of proposition that you guys started with. And I would love to just dive in straight away and hear your story and what Sticks is all about and how it came to be. Totally. So Styx is the direct-to-consumer brand for pregnancy tests. We are making buying a pregnancy test and taking a pregnancy test a comfortable experience for women for the first time ever. We started pregnancy tests after having, excuse me, we started sticks after having really terrible experiences ourselves. So last summer, I actually was buying a pregnancy test in my neighborhood and I ran into my boyfriend's mom. <gasps> what neighborhood are you, are you in? Actually in Philadelphia. So okay. none of the ones, in, none of the great ones in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Probably less likely to happen in Brooklyn too, to run into your boyfriend's likely. mom. But. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible no matter where you are though. <laughs> yes. um, can I ask how long you and your boyfriend have been dating? We've been dating for six years. Okay. So she was excited. Oh, which okay. was also she not wasn't a horrified. great reaction. She was excited. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. You are not in high school. I'm just going to say that for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> right. Despite how young I might look. You do look school. very youthful. Yes. I'm going to tell you. Yes. So for, actually to hear you say you've been dating someone for six years <laughs> is kind of shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. So no, Not in um, college either. Also right. maybe so, right. surprising. <laughs> she was excited or she was... Ha- she was really excited and I totally freaked out. So I saw her. I We made eye contact. She looked at what was in my hand. All of a sudden she started grinning and I actually dropped dropped the box I was holding and just ran out of the store. Cool. You ran. I ran. I ran. <laughs> Did she? The adult uh, response. <laughs> Did you totally guys? Cool and Do you guys? You're like, clearly I'm not ready to have a child. <laughs> right. I don't know what gave it away about that story. Because <laughs> um, this is just fascinating to me. Did she, do you guys have like a phone texting relationship? We do. Okay. Did she text you and say like, what the F is wrong with you? <laughs> She didn't. We kind of dropped it for a while, which, thank God, it was exactly what I needed to happen. But what happened after that is Jamie and I started talking. And once the sticks ball started rolling, I went back to her, to Beth, and I said, listen, we never talked about what happened. And then we had a conversation about it. Right. So you actually are fostering conversations <laughs> even right at home with, oh, this, with this idea. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But the idea obviously stemmed from both of you guys having had these experiences and thinking about many women who have had them. And it's obviously, I mean, it goes deeper than just, you know, the off chances you're going to run into somebody. It's really about this whole idea of kind of like extreme privacy and shame and and whatever is associated with the experience of buying a pregnancy test. Yeah. Totally. Can I just ask, did your boyfriend 
know that you were going, that you had a question in your mind as to whether or not you were pregnant? He did. He did? He did know. And did you tell him that you were going to go buy a pregnancy test? I did not. You did not? No, he knew I was worried and he suggested I buy a pregnancy test, but I actually sat on that feeling for a few days before actually working up the courage to go to the store to buy one. Mm -hmm. It would have been interesting if he just said, you know what? Let me go pick one up for you. <laughs> like, that doesn't really happen, does it? I don't think that happens that often. You no, know, I hope he listens to this podcast. Maybe some new ideas for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, I mean, the general issue. So what, what's the problem with our system right now and pregnancy tests and I'm how so- we get them, how we use them? Yes. Yeah. Well, everything is the short answer. Okay. Uh, the longer answer is it's kind of, there's three parts to it. One, buying a pregnancy test is incredibly stigmatized. So my story might be the extreme reaction, but pregnancy tests are actually often locked up at drugstores. So you have to go and ask somebody Mm -hmm. to unlock them. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, there's human interaction involved in this process. So stigma is definitely a really big piece of it. Isn't it funny what they lock up? They lock up tampons, they lock up razors Razors to sugar. I mean, I know they're expensive and they're tiny, so they're easy to steal. But like to have to ask your deli guy in Brooklyn, you're like, can I have those? And you're like pointing and yeah. they're like, which one? And of course they don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. No, I had a, you're like a super plus. Right? <laughs> I just got it. But I had a deli guy once say, he, he asked uh, what flavor. <laughs> he didn't know. He was literally just like, he couldn't figure out what Spearmint, super, please. He couldn't figure out in his head how they were organized wow. instead of being like, do you want light, regular, super, super plus? You're just like, ah, uh, what flavor? <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway. Did so, you say cherry? Uh, I said watermelon, said actually. Oh, egg, nice, egg, nice. So <laughs> it was summertime. Um, okay, so go on. Yeah, so stigma, definitely a big piece of it. But the entire pregnancy test experience is also incredibly confusing. So I don't know if you've ever seen um, a traditional drugstore pregnancy test and the instruction cards that come within them, but it's essentially like reading a CVS receipt. It's so long and everything is written in four-point font. It's crazy. So with sticks, we really boil down the information to only what women actually need and want to know. So that's definitely another big piece of it, the confusion. Wait, do you know what all of the writing on that uh, scroll actually says? Because I've never read it. I guarantee no one has ever read it. And they're like, right. oh, that's kind of we're probably the like, only ones We're who looking have. for right. a yes or no yeah. answer, so basically. Like, right. But, but yeah. what the hell? What? It's just like you pee on a stick, it says yes or no. So why yep. is it like a, a novel? What does it actually say? So when you work at one of these big, big companies and you have a huge legal team, they're worried about all the possible things that people could say about the product. But we know the things that women actually want to know because we are our customer and we spend time actually talking to women, unlike big CPG or pharmaceutical brands. Then the, the last piece of it is the brands themselves. So pregnancy test brands today are only built for women who want to get pregnant and are successful in doing so. And obviously that leaves out the majority of women, either those who are struggling to conceive, which is becoming increasingly normal in this country, or those who don't want to get pregnant. Right. And so when you say that they're geared that way, I mean, what does that mean specifically? The way that they're marketed or the actual engineering or both? So the packaging, uh, the way they're marketed, everything that kind of goes into the different brand components. So you'll actually see pictures of baby faces on the boxes in the drugstore. Yeah, I've noticed that in advertising, actually. I, you know, you see like the TV ads where there's the couple and they're waiting. And, you know, as somebody in the other camp who is not interested in getting pregnant and never has been, I've often watched those commercials and felt that sense of like, 
wow, like I'm even as like a potential customer, I'm feeling a little alienated by like watching this story unfold with this happy couple sitting on their bathroom floor. Totally. But like you could do an amazing counter to that and just spoof the hell out of it and have some like 18-year-old girl in the bathroom just like sliding down the wall, holding the pregnancy test with like tears streaming down her face (laughs) and and she's laughing. And then you kind of like pan down to the results and it says negative. Yeah. And she's just like, Or what about like the third? 35-year-old woman who's, who's started yeah. crying who's she like is doing pregnant. a dance of joy because it's negative or well, whatever. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. She's crying tears of joy because she is not pregnant. Totally. Right? Or someone who's screaming like upset because they are pregnant. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's totally. a little dark, but I think you should experiment <laughs> with that. We are actually testing out like, light versions of that right now. So at Sticks, we always say that the only result that matters is the accurate one. And we celebrate people getting whatever they want. So our newest uh, ad that we've been running is actually a, a video of a texting conversation between two friends where they see a negative result and then they go and celebrate about it and they're having a conversation. So we're totally, totally yeah. leaning into that angle already. Yeah. So, okay. So take us through the actual conception. Thanks for the pun. pun. <laughs> um, but of this idea and how you guys came together and how, how it came to be. Totally. So Jamie and I had worked together for years on the founding team of another startup. And we always knew that we wanted to do something for ourselves. But it wasn't until we had this terrible experience running into my boyfriend's mom that we kind of started to realize what specifically we wanted to focus on. That buying a pregnancy test was terrible. Understanding the results of your pregnancy test is confusing and women hate it. And we want to be the ones to fix it. And so that's what got the whole idea rolling. Um, And then we started working on sticks almost a year ago now. We went out and we just talked to literally every single woman of any single age that we could find wherever we were. And we did market research to better understand what was going on. And then in February, we opened up our beta, which has been really exciting. So now we're actually having real women use our product, subscribe to get our product regularly. And we're hearing what matters to them about the pregnancy test experience. And so the home delivery is a big piece of it, right? Totally. Convenience is so important. And convenience off of Amazon, we found to be totally important too. Lots of women tell us all the time that they share Amazon accounts with their neighbor or mm-hmm. dad or boyfriend, and they don't want them to know about this purchase. Oh, they share their accounts? They share, you share yeah. your Amazon account with I anybody? I do not. I don't know. No. Yeah, <laughs> nobody needs There's a lot we don't share. Uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. So did you guys go to school together or were you both from Irish? We didn't go to school together. We did the Venture for America Fellowship together. Okay. Um, which was right after college. Jamie went to Tulane and I went to Penn. Oh, fun. Tulane's fun. <laughs> I think Penn's fun too. I, yeah. I don't know. No, oh, I don't know. You know. Definitely uh, less fun than New Orleans. Definitely <laughs> less fun. Very cool. And so what did you guys actually study in school? So Jamie was an English major and I was an economics major. Okay. Perfect yin and yang. Totally. Nice. That does work out well. <laughs> and so were you, so how did you find, like, how did you go about actually building the business? How did you find your manufacturer and understand, what, because you don't have, the, the science background or the medical background that would suggest, you know, that you knew exactly how to look for the technology and what you needed. Totally. So we talked to experts. We spent a lot of time talking to experts. What kind of experts? 
medical experts, but okay. also people specifically within medical devices. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to be actually based in Philadelphia, which is a huge epicenter of bio and biotech. And so we have really quick access to a lot of experts in those two fields. We were also lucky that Venture for America supported us a lot throughout the entire process from to getting us to where we were just a few months ago. Can you explain what Venture for America is? Totally. Okay. I'll be their new sponsored uh, like <laughs> spokesperson. Um, so it's a fellowship for recent college grads that helps young people get jobs at startups in cities where young people don't often move. Mm -hmm. So not New York, not San Francisco, not Chicago, but places like Baltimore, where Jamie was based, or Detroit or Cincinnati. That's great. What a cool program. Yeah, it was awesome. And so we spent a few years working and really building a company to get that hands-on experience. And once we conceived the idea of sticks, more puns. (laughs) (laughs) VFA really gave us resources, initial grant funding, more access to experts to help us figure out manufacturing and how we wanted to go about building the beginning pieces of the brand. Mm -hmm. All right. Listen up, entrepreneurs. Seriously. (laughs) So at this stage, you're funded primarily by, exclusively by VFA, or do you have other backers at this point? We do have other backers. Oh, great question. So um, our backers come from UBS, from PayPal, from Uber and Drexel Medical School. And we actually recently joined an accelerator here in New York called Entrepreneurs Roundtable Accelerator, and they've invested some too. That's nice. great. Mm-hmm. Good job, you guys. I know, That's seriously. super exciting. And how has your experience been? They high-fived. We're really going for cutest founders to ever be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a pretty cute and gentle high-five. Did you find it challenging raising money or people were just like, yes, why doesn't this exist yet? And why has this been overlooked? We're lucky. It was easy. I think we really found something new and something exciting. And Jamie and I say all the time that we found this at the perfect moment because women's health is on the rise and investors' awareness to the fact that women want to buy products from women is finally on the rise too. I know you've talked to other great entrepreneurs like the Dame founders and they've had that same experience as well. So we came into the market after that was already validated, but we still were able to have something new. But also the political time right now makes what we are doing so timely and so much more important as women across the country are losing access to critical pieces of their reproductive care. Taking control over what's happening in their own bodies is becoming more and more important. And so I think not only is the time right from an investment standpoint, but they understand that the market is primed for this now. Yeah, it's so true. We were just talking earlier about the whole like tampon tax question. Yeah, in some states, it is crazy. Pregnancy tests are a medical device and they face sales tax in some states. So, I mean, tampons, pregnancy tests, all women's health products is pretty crazy that they face tax. Right, right. and like it's a, it's, a, it's a necessity. It's a necessity. These are things that we need to do because we have sex with people. And make other usually, people. <laughs> usually, right, that usually make other people. <laughs> um, but... Only it if you is wanted bizarre. to. Yeah. Right. The, You're the making pink, voters though. The pink tax, right? <laughs> I, oh yeah, I know. I watched the base last night and I have to say the pink tax did not come up. No, it doesn't. Um, it's but there's another one tonight, so hope, hope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so how does it how does it lend itself to the larger conversation and how are you guys going to stay engaged in that conversation? Yes. So at Sticks, we are all about access. We believe that women deserve to have access to a pregnancy test that makes her feel good and that brings her peace of mind. And so we don't want to take a political stance on what's going on because Sticks is truly for any woman. If you're conservative, if you're liberal, if you don't care about either and you just want to know if you're pregnant or not, we want to be there for you. 
the can we go back to the pink tax? For sure. Mm. Yeah. I love oh, this topic. Did you want to? No, go for it. No. So, oh, so what else? Do you can you talk about the pink tax? Totally. Tax at all? Yeah. So, what else is involved, and what is the male equivalency? Is there one? <sighs> um, no, there definitely is not um, equivalency of the pink uh, tax for no, men. Was the answer? Oh, absolutely, resounding no. But it's crazy. I think it's crazy that any women's health products faces a tax. Obviously, we are experts on pregnancy tests. And so the deeper that we dive to learn that other types of diagnostic tests are not taxed, but a pregnancy test, which is a diagnostic test is, just continues to subject women to more and more of that pain. So what are some examples of diagnostic tests that you purchase yourself without actually being administered by a doctor? A lot of the diabetes tests, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. No tax there. No tax there, tests. which is great. They shouldn't be taxed, right? But nor should pregnancy. Nor tests. should pregnancy tests. Right. Absolutely. And then there's ovulation tests as well, right? Yep. So can we talk a little bit about that? And I know, I know, I'm not sure where you guys are going with your um, and if you're looking at kind of a larger platform rollout, or if you can't talk about it at this stage, whatever. But ovulation tests obviously are a big piece of this this whole puzzle around fertility and conception versus prevention, et cetera. Yeah, and ovulation tests are really interesting because definitely the traditional use case for an ovulation test is really similar to a pregnancy test. It's when you're trying to conceive and trying to understand what's happening. But we actually hear from women, our customers, all the time who aren't trying to get pregnant, who use ovulation Erica tests. Erica raised her hand. I'm oh, raising my hand. I'm high-fiving myself. <laughs> she was... Uh, well, it's new to me, right? So I was on the pill up until our episode with Elisa Vitti, actually, technically, for a very, very, very long time. And it's just never something that had even been, you know, crossed my mind because it didn't have to. And in the last eight months, having gone off the pill, this is like whole new world has just opened up to me in terms of like, okay, now I actually need to be paying attention and I don't want to get pregnant. So I have to. And so this world of ovulation test and the whole experience is brand new and it's not super fun. It's not like I the ones that I get right now are from Amazon. I have no way of actually really knowing if they're like super high quality. I mean, so far so good. I'm batting a thousand, but I, <laughs> you know, it feels like I wish also to your point that there was a little bit more direct communication with me as a consumer because I was very confused when I first kind of cracked into it of like, okay, what am I actually doing? What am I looking for? When am I supposed to do this? The information is just not delivered in a straightforward manner at all. And by the way, it also came with a picture of a baby on the package. <laughs> wow. Oh. Those damn babies. <laughs> They're smiling. Well, it's just innocent. like it, tease it up in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally. You know, generally, you're not buying a package of something with a picture of something that you don't want on it. Right. 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 It's like buying toothpaste with cavity pictures exactly. all over it. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> not to liken a baby to a cavity, by the right. way. No, no, but, no. Not at yes. all. Yeah. Hard on your body, both of them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's messaging that we hear from our customers and from women in general all the time that ovulation tests face similar problems to pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're difficult to understand. They're not marketed properly. Yeah. Yeah. And like pregnancy tests, they're really stigmatized to buy. They are. And they're also just a pain in the ass, just on like a really, pre- like forget the marketing and everything else. I mean, just technically, like, I feel like there's still so much work to be done there. Like they're just not that dialed. It just it feels a little foggy. Haven't taken, you know, I've, yeah. I've taken a few ovulation tests. What did I do? I had the watch. Mm. Um, I had an ovulation, ovulation watch, which was basically like, I think it was sort of measuring the hormone level in your your sweat. Mm. And then I had I peed on a stick a few yeah. times too. But it's confusing. Yeah. Um, and not easy to pee on that stick either, by mm. the way. 
Yeah, so we got some work to do there. But you think so? So the point is, you you think you're going to go into other categories, right? You think the platform will probably extend, and you don't have to say if you don't want to. I'm not pressuring you, yeah, but we would like to see. <laughs> yeah, what are your? Requests? I would like to see. Yes, tampon. I mean, everything, every kind of feminine hygiene product, right? And and maybe you could also maybe one day like you'll be so established in this sort of language around you know for for women, that it will be a natural extension to then go into the male market. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, guys are also should be empowered to buy condoms. I mean, got, you know, think about it, like a 16-year-old boy going to the deli and being like, um, I'll have the XL. Totally true. Watermelon, watermelon flavor. Yeah, I'll have the cherry flavor. And how do you, you know, and then like, what do I do with this thing? Do I put it on right? You know, there's a lot of... No, that's totally true. Yeah. I mean, the reality is this entire conversation is incredibly stigmatized and the... Shamed. Yeah. Shameful. The shame, uh, the, like the, 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 the scale between shame and like really kind of important, significant results of things not going the way that you hope, one way or the other, right, is pretty big. So the fact that, yeah, to your point, I mean, a 16-year-old boy should have no less, they should have no more shame in buying, you know, something to actually protect against unwanted pregnancies as a woman who might be concerned that she's already down the path. And obviously, as we would hope people know, like, the sooner you know, the better. So every day that goes by that you just sort of like drag your feet because you don't want to deal with the experience or you don't even want to know what the results are, you're making it more and more difficult for yourself to have options. Um, yeah. It would be interesting too to see. Sorry, now we're just going to like brainstorm your future. Yeah, we're just going to whiteboard for you guys. Okay, now what I would like to see is a really fun collaboration with Plan B. <laughs> You could do like, I mean, whatever. It's a natural extension. I don't know. But I do think it is interesting. I will say in all seriousness that yes, like I love that it is so focused on empowering women and taking away all the stigma and making it really clear and accessible and easy. But at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. What if we lighten the load a little bit just in general and like Mm -hmm. focus on the men? So another way to help the women just deal with this sort of moment of the, you know, the month, I guess, is to also empower young men to take it upon themselves to go out there and say like, hey, I'm also participating in this. (laughs) It does take two. It does take two. Um, Yeah, so like talking about how how they can get involved is kind of an interesting way to support the ladies as well, I think. That is really interesting for sure. And we... You know, Jamie and I say all the time that we're really on a mission to take the stigma out of these products that women need but currently dread to buy. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have to do that. And so um, we definitely are excited about pregnancy tests and also the vast amount of future opportunity we have, the number of products that face the same problem pregnancy tests do. Yeah, yeah. And the subscription model, I think, is actually a really important component here, right? Because number one, it's... So glad you brought it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about it. Like, share with us your thinking around that. Yeah. So we actually um, initially thought that Styx was only going to be subscription and then walked back and decided it was a feature of Styx. Um, And we're seeing it really become important for two types of women. One, women who are trying to conceive. In the U.S., on average, that takes six months. That is a lot of trips to the drugstore. 
And instead of that, you can subscribe to Sticks, get it every single month. It shows up. You don't have to think about the timing. You don't have to deal with the emotional complexity of having to see the same store clerk every single week. And then it's also great for women with irregular periods. Mm -hmm. So um, Jamie and I actually both don't get our periods because of the form of birth control that we're on. Mm -hmm. So we have no way of guaranteeing that we're not pregnant other than taking pregnancy tests regularly. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, 95% affected. What kind of form of birth control is that? <laughs> so Jamie has the IUD and I have the arm implant. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. In general, any of these long-acting reversible contraceptions, they pretty much take away your period, which is awesome. But <laughs> it does mean that there's no way to confirm that that 1% isn't what's sure. happening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Side note. You guys should listen to the episode that we did with Elisa Vitti on hormone and all that mm. other good stuff if you haven't already. Anyway, um, <laughs> because, well, it, it is all about sort of that good stuff that you just mentioned. Totally. But yeah, we the subscription her. thing is so funny. When you first mentioned it, I just, my reaction was like, God, people are having a lot more sex than I am. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> if like they, well, they just say how often the deliveries are arriving. Oh, I just got to tell you, we spend a lot of time talking about subscription with male investors and male advisors, and their reaction to it is always so different. It is so fun to be in a room where your reaction is positive about people having that much sex versus yeah. judgmental. Right. That was awesome. I know. I'm like, good applause, everybody. (laughs) Subscribe. (laughs) How healthy are you (laughs) having so much sexy time? I think it's a really interesting misconception that people have around pregnancy tests is that it's a one and done sort of situation. And the truth is, as these forms of birth control become more and more popular, as women wait longer and longer to have babies and fertility starts to decline— being able to actually take pregnancy tests regularly is so important for women's wellness in general. Yeah. And I will say also, like when you're trying to conceive and you're really trying and you're really getting like impatient and you're just like, or, and you start testing too early in your cycle, yeah. which everyone does. It's literally, you're like, tick tock. Is it time yet? Is it yeah. time yet? Is it time yet? Is it day yet? So, you know, I would say like nine out of 10 women just cannot stop themselves and always test too early. Totally. And then they like keep testing. Just saying that you go through a lot of pregnancy tests. And then, yeah, that. and then you yeah. waste those tests. And the expense is not yeah. a joke either. So what is the price point on sticks? So to buy once is $13. And if you subscribe, you get a discount. It is $10.79. And each order comes with two tests. Okay. Each order comes with two. I actually so, have a okay. cute sample that I'll show you okay, guys. Okay, cool. We fun. We're going to pee on a stick together. I, um, <laughs> That's the ultimate friendship. My answer is my I guess response what is, is <laughs> Wait, so $13 for two tests in a kid. That's like a huge savings, right? Isn't the average test like $20? It's like 15 to 25. 15 to 20. Yeah. Oh, and and um, and that's not where you want to skip. By the way, it's like discount sushi. Like you don't want the pregnancy test <laughs> well, that's the cheapest in the store. Yeah, but I think a lot of times what you're paying for, right, is the sort of like early detection. I mean, do you guys have that capability with yours? Like, I think it's like first response or whatever yes. is like the lead. We do have early detection, which is awesome. We do still recommend waiting a few extra days because the way a pregnancy test works is it detects the hormone level in your pee. And that hormone level increases every single day. So you're going to get a more accurate result if you wait a few days to test, but we can detect six days before a missed period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be like the sort of lingua franca of the entire ad campaign is like early detection. Early, Like, is there anybody that's like, nah, we're just on time. (laughs) Like, is there any upside? Is it just cheaper to not have early detection? Like, why do they have at this point? Honestly, I think they just put as many options up on those shelves as they can. So their brand is the one that you grab. Right. 
because I think it's like EPT and first yeah. response. And and if you charge $15 for a normal one, then you can mark it up so much more when you have this early detection one. Right, right. Ugh. Do you remember the first time you took a pregnancy test? Yeah. How old were you? I was in high school. How I was old? like a senior, yeah. 18. yeah. And it was, be, I mean, before being honest, like I, I had, I started having sex when I was seventeen, and I was already on the pill because of my period. Which again, just listen to the other episode. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, I was, I, I think it was like I just didn't know what I was doing. Like I was definitely very diligent about the pill because I had been for a couple of years already. But like I didn't know what I was doing. You mean just you didn't know what you were doing in terms of contraception? I didn't know what I was doing in terms of like taking it to, of like. When I started having sex, right. like things were, my, my period was regular and normal, but like I started having sex and I was like, oh, I better take a pregnancy test just in case because, you know, if we weren't always also using condoms, which if we're being honest, we weren't, like mm-hmm. we were not always using two forms of birth control because, yeah. you know, when you're 18, you're still a dumbass. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I bought a test because I was like, huh, I wonder like if, you know, if anything happened at that time two weeks ago, I just wasn't using like reasonable logic to know that like most likely my period was still coming. Yeah. I think I was 16. No, I was 17. I think I started having sex when I was 16. I think. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But I do remember, yeah, I took a pregnancy test. This is another thing that is very bizarre, but like so many women are pregnant, they don't know it, and then they have a miscarriage in like two weeks, right? And they just think it's their period. You think that it's just a late period. And I don't know what the stat is on that, but- um, Hi. It's high. Very high. Yeah. It is high. It's just probably myself happened included. to all of us in our lives. Oh, We've I probably know it has. Yeah. been pregnant for a second and not known. Yeah. I've taken a pregnancy test that was pregnant. And then like two weeks later, it was just, you know. Wow. And but you, you waited for two weeks? Waited for what? No, I took a pregnancy test thinking, oh, I'm probably pregnant. Uh, it was positive. And then two weeks later, I had my quote unquote period. That's which insane. is basically like, just like- You thought you were pregnant, but then- it. Two weeks later, you were- I was in fact pregnant. So what they call that when it's that early is a chemical pregnancy. And so two weeks later, my body just said, never mind. Um, So yeah. Yeah. So wait, we're passing the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is Jamie. Um, But that's also a reason why we recommend testing actually the day of your missed period or even a little bit after because there's so much emphasis on testing early and like that's what you see and it's such a benefit and it's nice to know early and while sticks can detect early, chemical pregnancies are so common that it's best to wait. Yeah. Um, so we we recommend like you can test early, but then take another test three to five days later. Just for your own emotional like right. sanity. Sure. Yeah. Right. Which again is why it makes sense that you guys are offering two tests at once. Exactly. So, and good so on much, you. <laughs> there's so much education that goes into it. So we're also trying to like, you know, once you buy, like follow up with emails and resources and letting you know the best practices, talking to doctors and making sure that women know that like, hey, this isn't just a one and done thing necessarily. Because yeah. it can be, especially if you're trying, that would be so devastating. Oh. Or vice versa. If you're not trying and you think Listen. you're pregnant, then you're not. It right. happened to me when I was trying and when I wasn't trying, I've had chemical pregnancies and it was equally devastating. <laughs> so yeah, but, it, but and I wish like I had waited, right? I wish I wasn't such like a, well, maybe in the event, in the case where I was not trying to get pregnant, it's probably a good thing. But at the same time, I probably could have saved myself two weeks of like absolutely sure. freaking out and being like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then you go down this downward spiral, but my body just like shut it. I mean, it really totally. was a chemical So in say. reality, we have to really edit the old adage because there is such thing as being a little bit pregnant. 
Sorry. It is. Oh, yeah. It's true. A little bit pregnant. I've been a little bit pregnant a few times. <laughs> I feel like we just need like some new boardroom speak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like the downward spiral you're talking about and the anxiety that comes with it, that's yeah. something that Cynthia and I really bonded over. And that's kind of the core of the Sticks brand. It's like we want to be that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So it's better to know and like feel comfortable and safe finding out because mm-hmm. every single woman can relate to feeling anxious about being pregnant. Sure. Even if you're using two forms of birth control, if you're 17 and you're having Doesn't sex, matter. like they're telling you in sex ed that you're going to get pregnant if you have yep. sex. They yes. did and it worked. Exactly. I, I was like, yep, I'm definitely, definitely getting pregnant yeah, every time we have sex. It's funny. You spend like the early part of your life just like desperately trying to avoid it. And on the moment uh-huh. that you want to conceive, it's just so difficult usually. Um, but so... Yeah, I know. And I went to Catholic high school. So I there was no conversation about, you know, contraception. I mean, I feel like you got to tell your story. Oh, so I went to this, um, I went to a Catholic high school and um, Father McHugh was the, uh, was the, what do they call it? The principal. And I was involved in this club called Kids Helping Kids. And it was basically all about AIDS awareness. And so there's like AIDS awareness month and so for that month, I decided, wouldn't it be great if we all just get like big pieces of oak tag and make these giant posters with like the pink ribbon on it? Was it pink or white? I think it was pink. It was basically AIDS like- AIDS awareness was or red. Was white. red. Anyway, pink red. was breast cancer. AIDS, right. Yeah. God, so many damn ribbons. <laughs> um, but, it was, but it was, the idea was about protecting yourself. And I hung them all up in like the sort of like entryway and- um, Father McHugh ripped him down. <laughs> no, he basically was like, Zoe, you don't say protect yourself. You say abstain. If you want to make a poster, you abstain. And I was like, listen, Father McHugh, I hate to tell you this, but I'm having sex. Mm. So is everyone else in the high school. And he was like, well, then you're going to go to school on Saturday. Because <laughs> so, that'll fix it. That'll fix you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to like go to... Um, you know, detention on Saturday. And I was in their room with like a few other kids and we were, whatever. Having sex? Uh, having sex. It was so much fun. <laughs> we all just had big Straight orgy. Up, yeah. um, no, but so we had like the proctor in the class printed out a photo. She literally made like 200 copies of a picture of a woman from the waist, basically sitting in a chair with her legs crossed from the waist down. And she said, if you want to hang something up, hang this up. Oh my God. I am not kidding. So like, this is not, I'm not that old. This is like, you know, 97. Um, I don't know that we're really that far, at least in the sort of Catholic school zone. Right. So I was just thinking as you were talking about this and this downward spiral and the anxiety around like chemical pregnancies and everything else, wouldn't it have been amazing if I had a resource at that time for those two weeks where I was absolutely freaking out to call and just be like, so this happened. I'm definitely not comfortable talking to my mom or my parents about it. What should I do? And then it was like, okay, well, here are some, like based on your zip code, mm-hmm. here are some resources in your in your neighborhood, in your town, where you can go and like just go spitball some options with these very non-judgmental people. Can you guys add that? Yeah, we're trying to build in those education touch points and just being available as that resource. So we follow up with every single woman who purchases about like eight days after. So it's been a week since she's ordered. She's gotten the test, presumably taken it. Just being like, hey, 
how are you? How was your order? Let Mm -hmm. us know if you have questions. And the percentage that reply to that email is actually shocking. We kind of set it up just to, you know, we want to be there for our customers. We also want to learn from them and improve the product, but we do end up having a lot of conversations. Um, And we're working on some things like a blog and, you know, even doing podcasts like this Mm -hmm. and just getting the word out. The educational piece is something we really, really want to build on. But yeah. I love that idea. And yeah. I think sex ed, even in, like, I went to a public, like, pretty liberal high school, and I don't remember a thing from sex ed. Like, I don't think it was very good. I just remember I was joking yesterday that I remember taking a quiz on all the different STDs, being like right. gonorrhea, chlamydia. Totally, so That's negative, all right? All I remember. Yep. It's all fearful. Yeah. Yeah. I <sighs> remember the live demonstration of uh, a tampon dipped in water to explain exactly what that was happened. in science class or in sex in ed, sex ed. Really? and the kid that was sitting a few rows down just passed out he just hit the floor he's like <gasps> i can't believe it. that fits in your vagina he couldn't oh my God. they dipped it in a cup it was in the nurse's office i remember and she dipped it in water and he just went down yeah. oh boy yeah <laughs> and like they had the girls boys together for that yeah i mean you know it was liberal yeah. so it was yeah. like let's see how the other half lives <laughs> wow so what i think is interesting too is that i think probably different to some of the more traditional boxes of products on the shelves that you guys really are trying to create this kind of dialogue and become more of a platform for these conversations and and for this larger issue, which is like these women's health products really just need to be more accessible in a much broader way. Because, you know, to your point earlier too, it's like the market um, is not really supportive in, in a way that feels equal. Um, and so, I mean, do you guys see that you are going to kind of like lead this fray a little bit? Or you really want to try to like stay in your lane and stick with products? Or, I mean, do you really feel like there's the kind of the larger mission in play here? Yeah. So I think Jamie really hit the nail on the head before when she started talking about education. I think that is a place there well, that we see so much need around the products and around the experiences behind the products. And so... We've started, you know, even though we're quite young in the company's life, we've started building that out already. And it is something we're going to continue to focus on. Absolutely. Yeah, I know with any startup, education is oftentimes the most expensive piece. So, but, you know, if you own that piece, you really are the authority in the space. So that's exciting. Totally. And because nobody else is doing what we are doing, this is a resource that's so needed that even... Again, while we're so early, we're seeing our blogs about when to take a pregnancy test or what to do when you've missed a period or how to know when to take a pregnancy test if you don't always get your period on day 28. Actually getting a ton of traction because women are looking for these resources and no one else is meeting them there. Yeah. Right. Well, you guys, this has been so exciting and fun to hear from you both. And we're super just interested in, and supportive to, to see where this goes. And we will send people to... It's getsticks.com. Yes. Co. Co. All right. Yes. S-T-I-X. S-T-I-X. Yes. We also have the world's most beautiful Instagram. I saw it and it it's is quite captivating. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's a bold statement, but I think we stand by it. It's cool. pretty awesome. And that's at getsticks. At getsticks. All right, cool. Everybody go get some sticks. Do it. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839. 
or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.